Rock and Road Pod, brought to you by the Honda Engine Room. Hello and welcome to episode four, series four of the Rock and Road podcast with me, Leona Graham. Hope you've been okay since we last spoke or you last listened to me and perhaps messaged me back. It's a bit of a one-way street. I want more of your messages, more of your feedback. But regardless, I'm so glad that you are listening to this, even if you are a silent listener. Now, this week's episode is a Motorcycle Live special, so there is more of an emphasis on motorbikes this week. We'll be talking to Finley McCallan, organiser of Motorcycle Live, which is taking place this weekend, or from this weekend, at the Birmingham NEC. Also, I'll be speaking to Emma Franklin from the MCN newspaper about Motorcycle Live, the new Fireblade, amongst other things, and what she's got in her paper this week. I'll be speaking to Gary Perrin, who works at a Honda franchise, but is also known as My Mate Gary. And we'll be talking about some of the exciting news the Honda has brought out this week, because they've announced a few new motorcycles, and I'll be featuring this weekend at the event, but we thought we'd have a bit of a a pre-conversation about uh, what we anticipate they are going to be like. I'll also bring you the latest music news, what's going on in the UK album charts and more. But first of all, Motorcycle Live. Right, well, let's speak to the organiser of Motorcycle Live, Finlay McCallan. Hi there. Hi, Leona. How are you doing? Yes, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. It makes a nice change to be talking to you from an office about a show that's actually going to happen rather than my bedroom and a virtual event. So yeah, I know, because we spoke this time last year, didn't we? So it's so good that this is back and I think everyone appreciates it so much more. Yeah, I think there's a real urgency and a real hunger for getting out and about now, now that things are sort of getting back to normal. So this will be the first show that we've done uh, for the general public in two years. So uh, it's going to be really exciting. Yes. Now, I also want to say, can you describe Motorcycle Live to people who've not been um, and have no clue about it at all? How would you describe it? It's Motorcycle Live is anything and everything to do with motorcycling, um, be it as a, a, for a beginner that wants to come along and find out about getting involved and what to do and where to go, right the way through to the, the seasoned motorcyclist who's had a licence for years and is, and is looking to sort of um, decide on their new purchase. And for music, it would be a motorcycle nirvana, really. So basically, it's every single motorcycling brand you can think of, all in one yeah. gigantic venue, the NEC. Mm-hmm. And each uh, brand, say, like, I'm with Honda, so we will have, like, a large area with all of our best bikes on display and biker clothing and and everything so if you were new you could have a wander around and think oh what's that bike and go and ask people and it's and it's a great place to begin isn't it yeah well, i think that the key thing about motorcycle live is you're right we do have all the brands there we do have all the bikes but it's the live bit that really sets us apart from everything else so you can ride a bike at motorcycle live from the age of two and that means uh, we've got balanced bikes with Kiddy Moto. We've got an MCI tri-ride feature where you can take your first ride. We've got a test ride zone for sort of the larger bikes. Uh, we've also, we build this internal dirt track where kids can have their first ride on an off-road bike. And then also the adults uh, can ride the big adventure bikes for the first time to test ride those. And then the big development from this year or for this year is that we've got a new electric test ride zone. So an area dedicated to all the manufacturers that have got electric product, which is really great because there's no noise, there's no fumes, it's indoors, it's warm, it's new, it's exciting and it's the future. Ah, that's really good to incorporate that because it is indeed the future. I've been reviewing a lot of electric cars, but there's not as many bikes. So it's definitely something that will be changing, isn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot more smaller manufacturers that are, are jumped on board and really delivering some really funky, exciting products. And I think that's where the new market will, will be developed because none of the stuff that that was involved in motorcycling when I got involved, like tightening chains and putting petrol and oil in, is actually involved anymore. They're really groovy, funky looking things. And, you know, the fact that they're sort of on point in terms of messaging, in terms of the economy, and in terms of the the climate and everything else. I think people are, are more likely to get involved in that now. And it's a sector of the market that we're going to see grow and grow. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so if you wanted to come, you, you buy the tickets on your website. What if the kids yeah. wanted to take part? Do you have to book those things in advance? Um, for the, the balanced bikes and for the um, the kids off-road, no, you just turn up. In fact, for, for all of them, we really prefer people just to turn up on site. We provide the, the kit for most things, although with the pandemic and everything out there, we'd ask if you want to ride a bike, bring your own kit. But if you're quite happy using ours, then we will provide it. And we split the bookings into morning sessions and afternoon sessions. So don't worry if you haven't legged it there and got there in, in the queue first at 10 o'clock in the morning. There will be another set of bookings opening up at lunchtime on all of our feet. Oh, okay. So you book it as you go. And um, when I went a few years ago, I remember all the indoor bit, but I don't remember this bit. Is there an outside section then? No. What we actually do is we bring outside inside. So effectively what I'm going to do is I'm going to section off an area of Hall 4 and then we're going to bring in tons and tons and tons of dirt and we're (laughs) going to build a track for people to ride on. Oh, I bet the NEC love you. Yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Who gets to clear all that up then? Uh, We have to do it, unfortunately. Oh, wow, I bet you do. Um, What would you say to people who are not bikers that will just come for a day out? I think there's lots of things for people to see and do. Um, you know, there's entertainment. Um, we've got a stage where we do. A lot of people that are into motorcycling might only be into the sport. So we have a, a central stage, and that's hosted by ex-riders um, Steve Parrish and James Whittam. And we have all kinds of riding stars that are there right the way throughout the week. And we have a whole day that's dedicated to uh, BSB, which is the British Superbike Championship. So I know a lot of my friends who are very into motorcycle sport and the riders and the celebrities around that, but aren't actually uh, motorcycle license holders. So there's plenty for people that are into that to come and see and do. I mean, obviously, a lot of people listen to my podcast aren't necessarily bikers, so definitely mm. going for um, a more broader appeal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Finley, thank you so much for chatting to us. I'm so excited that it's happening for real in real life, and we'll see you in a few weeks. Side note. Of course, I do mean we'll see him this weekend, but this was recorded a little while ago. And just a note, since recording this, that uh, new virus variant has come along, hasn't it? But I have checked with Finlay and the NEC. Masks are encouraged, but not compulsory. They're just recommended. OK, back to our goodbyes. Yeah, I look forward to it. Nice to speak to you, Leona. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. The MCN Minute on the Rock and Road podcast. Please welcome to the podcast Emma Franklin from MCN Motorcycle News. Hi, Emma. Hi, Leona. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm really, really well. I was out yesterday riding my Hayabusa against the previous version for a road test, so I'm buzzing now. I saw your little Instagram post saying, uh, what was it you said um, about buses? Yeah, so Hayabusa (laughs) buses, so it's a little bit of a, yeah, play on words. So So, um, you've got two Hayabusas at once. Um, So Emma, what's happening in the paper this week? So, right, probably right as we speak right now, our chief road tester, Michael Neves, will be enjoying the sun in Ascari Circuit in Spain and he'll be getting his first ride of the new Triumph Speed Triple 1200RR. 
So this is Triumph's new retro sports bike that's based on the Speed Triple and it looks absolutely beautiful. It's got a lovely sort of like 1960s inspired retro fairing with little clip-ons and high foot pegs and it's going to be it's going to be awesome. So you can read all about what Nevesy thinks um, in this week's issue. Okay. Anything for the big event this weekend? Oh, yeah. And obviously, yeah, it's Motorcycle Live, isn't it? Show yes. week. Yeah. We can't wait. I'm very so, excited. I know. I think we all are, aren't we? We've all been like caged beasts, haven't we? Because it's been a long time since De- we've yeah. had a, a Motorcycle Live. So, yeah, I mean, everyone who's, who's going to be there should definitely pop along to the uh, the Motorcycle News uh, Road Test Cinema that we've got going on, where you can sit back and have a half an hour watching our best road tests of the year on a cinema screen. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be something to look forward to for everyone, I think. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, and where are you sitting? Are you near me? I'm going to be over at Honda. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure where we're going to be. I think we've got our own little sort of setup, maybe near the stage. So, okay. uh, yeah, I know you're going to be on Honda Honda stand. So, yeah, we'll have to come over and uh, you can show me around. Is the, is the new Fireblade going to be there? Cause, yes, oh. the new 30th edition anniversary Fireblade is going to be there. Oh. Um, what are your thoughts on that from what you've seen so far, Emma? Yeah, I absolutely adore it. I mean, I own um, a, a Fireblade SP myself, but last year's model. So when I first saw that, I thought, wow, you know, I love the bike anyway. And I think it's a fitting way to celebrate 30 years of the blades because it just looks stunning. Absolutely beautiful. There's a lot of improvements to last year's one. So then you're thinking, well, how can they improve any more than that? I know, I know. I think they've changed the gearing a little bit. So they've gone bigger with the rear sprocket because that was one of the big criticisms of the bike. That it was really, it's really, really tall geared. I mean, it'll do over 120 mile an hour in first gear and it's just like oh, wow. too crazy for the road so <laughs> that's probably a sensible thing they've done for road riders but yeah it's like improving on perfection really for me because I'm a bit of a I'm a I'm a, I'm a converse <laughs> what about the color scheme because they've done a kind of um a tribute to the original one 30 years ago and used the same colors do you like it yeah, I absolutely love it. I mean, that the colour scheme is iconic Fireblade. When anyone ever thinks of that 92 blade, they always think of that colour scheme. That is. So, yeah, I love it. Absolutely beautiful. OK, brilliant. Well, hopefully I will see you there. Yeah. And uh, the paper is out on Wednesday. So are you going to be talking about Motorcycle Live? Will that be the week after, I guess? That'll probably be the week after. But yeah. what I will say about this week's paper, and I can't really go into much details about it because it's a secret. Cliffhanger. But cliffhanger. You need to buy it, especially if you're a fan of the TT, because it's the news every TT fan wants to hear. That's all I can say. And you're going to leave us with that little teaser. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> well, the paper's out on Wednesday and uh, we can find out what Emma's talking about. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully see you this weekend at Motorcycle Live and have a great week. Yeah, and you too. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Emma. Bye. The MCN Minute on the Rock and Road Podcast. Buy the latest issue in store and online at MotorcycleNews.com. Now on the podcast, Gary Perrin from Doble's Honda, also known as my mate Gary. How are you doing, Gary? I'm doing great, Leona. How are you? Yes, I'm all right, thank you. So I'm excited about Motorcycle Live this weekend, and um, you are inadvertently uh, becoming a bit of a representative of Honda, because I keep getting you to talk about Hondas. Even though you work there, you're not like in any way being forced to talk about Honda motorcycles, are you? I'm not being forced to talk about Honda motorcycles. I mean, I, I work for a dealer. Um, we're a franchise, so I'm quite happy to talk about Hondas. It's what I know. It's what I work on every day. So no problem at all. Okay. So I want to know, because obviously I'm going to see it for the first time this weekend, and lots of people are, about the new Honda Fireblade 30th anniversary edition. Of course, you've got a Fireblade of your own, one of the older models. Um, but tell us about this 30th one. 
Well, the 30th. I mean, the, the Fireblade got hugely updated in 2020. Um, we waited a long time for it to come through due to COVID, etc., etc. Um, it's proved very successful this year in superstock racing. Um, Honda are rightly going to celebrate 30 years of it being in existence. So 1992, we first saw it and they've tweaked it, modified a few things, changed a few bits. And they've also thrown in a color scheme that harks back to the original. So we're going to have a look at that at the weekend. I say mm -hmm. we, well, I'm going to do some filming with the Honda engine room. And um, I know I, you've lucked out on that one, haven't you? You know, just a bit, just a bit. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, but the Fireblaze obviously been going 30 years and the first one was groundbreaking, wasn't it? I mean, if you look at it visually, it's got the, set, the same colour scheme as this 30th one, obviously, but it's got much more rounded headlights, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the first generation, I mean, 30 years ago, it's quite a long time. Um, and at the time, it was it was a complete change in direction in terms of production sports motorcycles. Um, everything was different to what had gone before. The way the frame was constructed, um, the fact that they focused so intently on lightweight, um, well, I heard from um, the, the the men that designed it that they had to lose fifteen kilograms. Yeah, to the chief designer Tad Al Baba, um, he was fanatical about weight saving, and he was also one of the test riders on the project. And he was a, a bit of a racer in his day, and he was just, every time he went out and he just came back and went, "No, we've got to make it lighter. We've got to make it lighter." Um, I can't remember what the the initial weight was. I think it was kind of 180 something kilograms um which was probably about 40 kilograms lighter than anything that had gone before in the same category of bike and they just kept making each component and he'd say look make that thinner 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 um yep. lighter, thinner, lighter, smaller, lighter lighter yep. until it breaks and then go back reverse one step yeah it was pretty yeah. much how he did it for every component that's that's exactly it that's i mean that's what we hear i mean I've always been a punter. I've, you know, I've, I work for a dealership, but I've really just been a punter, and I've had a love for Fireblades since they came out. And yeah, you read the stories, you read the history, and I've grown up with it. I mean, it's it's been around since I started riding. So it's pretty but, exciting they got this thirtieth out. I mean, would you be buying one, Gary? Let's say you had unlimited funds here. What, what would you get one? Oh, if I had unlimited funds, I'd have three. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the other new bike that they've announced that we'll be seeing at the Motorcycle Live is the ADV 350, which is mm -hmm. a large scooter. Yeah, it, it's it's not a learner legal. It's not a maxi scooter. It's kind of filling that little gap in my eyes. Um, again, I've not seen it yet. I'm, I'm going to be coming to the bike show on the 4th, so the first day. Um, so I will see it in the flesh for then. But yeah, to me, it's filling that gap between learner legal and maxi scooter, but with good protection, electric screen, good underseat storage. Two helmets in the underseat. Yeah, and not not quite so basic as um, like your SH350, something like that. And with that kind of adventure bike styling carried over from the ADV750, I, th I think it's, it's going to be interesting. The other one is the NT1100, and they had some NTs before, didn't they? The DeVille range, the NT, kind of 650, 700, was known as the DeVille, and it was more 
couriers use them, um, people use them to commute to work on because they had a nice fairing, they had built-in panniers. Um, oh, so this would be a cross drive. between something like that and a Torah. It's a halfway house between them. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you could do distance on it. It wouldn't be as comfortable as a Goldwing. It wouldn't be as comfortable as a Pan-European, but it would certainly be more comfortable than touring on a Fireblade. Um, yes. And the advantages, <laughs> advantages of the built-in panniers and stuff made it kind of easy to use, which was why they became great for commuting. That allied to the shaft drive, so you didn't have a chain to worry about. Okay, so that's the NT1100. Those are the new ones we'll be looking out for this weekend, as well as, you know, slight changes on the others, colour changes and things like that. But those are the main things to look out for. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's going this weekend, I'm going Saturday and Sunday. Gary, you said you're going Friday? No, I'm coming up on Saturday. Oh, sorry, you're coming Saturday. Good, I was going to yeah. say, you're going the day before me. But no, you're coming I'm, on the Saturday, good. I'll be there when you're there, so the beer's on you. Oh, God. All right, I'm actually there Sunday, Monday. Did I say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no worries at all. All right, well, come and find me and Gary and uh, the rest of us on the Honda stand this weekend at Motorcycle Live. Thanks, Gary. No problem. See you soon. The Rock and Road Pod Music News, brought to you by music-news.com. Time for some music news. Let's have a quick look at the album charts, which is a bit of a snapshot of what's going on. New entry at number nine for James Blunt with his album The Stars Beneath My Feet. At seven, Elbow, Flying Dream 1, their latest album. Guy Garvey from Elbow was talking recently about wanting to make a musical out of Elbow songs because their songs are very sort of orchestral and I could see that working, actually. At number five, a new entry for Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. He's been teaming up with her for years. Their album is called Raise the Roof. There were some big albums that came out last week and now featuring in the charts. Oasis Nebworth 1996 and we have Adele of course at number one with her album 30. In between you've got Ed Sheeran with Equals. If Adele and Ed Sheeran aren't in the charts at Christmas time there's something wrong because those two always rock out an album around now and it always does extremely well. Some new albums to look out for. Travis are re-releasing their album The Invisible Band for the 20th anniversary deluxe reissue. That's out this week, December the 3rd, and it includes a cover version of Queen's classic hit, Killer Queen, from 1974. I bet that's going to sound good. Another one to look out for is Paul Weller, who is releasing an album, an orchestrated songbook, out on December the 10th, featuring orchestral versions of a lot of his songs and the jam songs. The first single to come from that is My Ever-Changing Moods. I've got to say, that is one that is not up my street at all. I'm not really into orchestral versions of songs. For some reason, it just doesn't appeal to me. Same with acoustic albums as well. Not interested. But you might. It might be a great Christmas present as well, so look out for that. Paul Weller with his new album, An Orchestrated Songbook, out on December the 10th. So that's it from the podcast this week. I'll hopefully see you this weekend at Motorcycle Live at the NEC Birmingham. It all starts this Saturday, the 4th of December, right through to the 12th of December. I'm there this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. I will be on the Honda stand doing some filming for the Honda Engine Room, so you can watch me on their videos as well. And we'll have more on the next episode of the Rock and Road podcast. Thank you for listening. See you soon. Rock and Road Pod. Brought to you by the Honda Engine Room. Visit honda.co.uk slash engine room.